So before we start, if you or the people you're listening with will be offended by and well, it's probably best you turn this podcast off right now. Hello, podcasting pals. I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to this spectacular corner of the podcast sphere, where the soil is dehydrated and full of stones, and you always get a clump of it stuck in your rake. It's a place of eternal digging, where tales of graveside guffawing are uncovered, and stories of funeral defecating are embraced. A place where anything goes. And who's that unearthing the soil right now to get their hands on the best of your coffin-related content? Oh, it's me and my producer goddesses. Well then, must be time to get... Six feet, six feet under. Right, um, we're starting with an absolute gem. Mm. I've got an email from Jonathan in Ohio, USA, uh-huh. here, uh, which I think you're going to love as much as I do. So mm. are you ready? Yes. Right, it says, about 10 years ago, my grandfather passed away and because he was a World War II veteran, they did a 21-gun salute after the services. Mm. I was standing behind a great aunt in her 90s. She was wearing an ivory cream pantsuit. Odd choice for a funeral, but she was always a, she was always a cunt old Jackie anyway. <laughs> when the first round of gunshots went off, she visibly jumped, startled. <laughs> And my mother and I stood behind her and watched as the seat of her trousers started to turn very, very brown. Oh, my God. Aunt Jackie clearly shit herself. Uh, My mother took her aside and helped her out. But holy shit, did we all laugh afterwards. (laughs) My grandfather hated her and would have loved that she'd crapped her pants at his funeral. (laughs) Anyway, love the podcast. (laughs) That's, That's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, poor old Aunt Jackie. I mean... Yeah, although it sounds like she was a bit of a... I know, but even a cunt doesn't deserve to shit themselves. (laughs) Don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Right, uh, following that mess, uh, we have Dee with a very specific yet festive way that she wants to be remembered. So, it says, Hello. Thank you for doing this podcast. I was just listening (laughs) to Stuart Lee's fantasy funeral. It reminded me of my dubious effort to make my own death more manageable for my kids whenever it happens. In order to inherit a yet-to-be massive lottery win, made harder by me no longer doing the lottery, they will be required to have my taxidermised taxidermised Mm. remains on a Christmas timeshare. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be unearthed from the loft every year and sat on the sofa for the duration of the Christmas period. Jesus. I like to imagine bits of me being broken off and put in the bin (laughs) or ham-fistedly reattached with yellowing sellotape. Over time, my nose will inevitably be nibbled by mice, because obviously she's up in the loft, or will catch on the loft entrance and become chipped or lost completely. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Assuming they might otherwise miss me, I I feel they will come to despise me for this codicil and thus be freed from the feeling of loss. Also, it will be payback for all the school-made decorations I still have to put up each year. That's a very well-thought-out remains there. I mean, well, and that was sent in by D. Yes. Lovely D. Yeah. And uh, if you're not um, a novelist, 
I sort of think you should be. <laughs> it was very, very well thought out. There was a storyline. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And uh, and she was sort of uh, predicting every circumstance yeah. that, that could happen. There was a good um, imagery. Yes. The imagery was strong. That's with the chip it. nose. And so the... she wants to be dragged out like an old Christmas tree yeah. Yeah, every yeah. year from the loft. And sort of just plonked on the side. Oh, I love that. What I like about this is the undertone of it is that Ultimately, she's making it so unpleasant yes. that she's sort of saying, <laughs> they, you know, they'll get over the grief. Yes. You know, she's helping them with, with the aftermath. With a rotten old decaying corpse. Exactly. Being sat there propped up yeah. at the end of the table every year. And also I thought as a non-lover of Christmas that you would quite... Enjoy this. Yeah, I think that's a very good idea, Dee. I might even steal that idea for myself and just be dragged out. All my Christmas-loving friends, my <laughs> my mate Tilly, I mean, she just loves Christmas so much. And uh, I don't think she'd mind me being propped up at the end of the table dead. Yeah, pop on a little I never joined. I never joined her when I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Finally! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's got you. Oh, that's brilliant, Dee. Thank you very much. I love it. We've got a voice note, and this is from June in Woodford. Yeah, my name's June, and it was Aunt Lily's funeral, who was 97, and it was going okay until the old monk, who must have been 100, <laughs> fell up the stairs carrying the incense, which crashed to the floor, sending great balls of fire everywhere. <laughs> Everyone just sat there and ooed. No one moved. And he was unconscious, I think. And two ushers came in dragged him out, and then a man <laughs> appeared with a, a broom to sweep all the coal up, or whatever it is they use, and um, we carried on. And then it was all going fine, and when the priest was sprinkling the holy water on Auntie Lily, a woman came in who was clearly not the ticket, and she started to dance around the coffin singing, All You Need Is Love. <laughs> So it wasn't really what you call a good funeral for. <laughs> That's fabulous. Oh, thank you, June. Yeah. What a great story and how brilliantly told. <laughs> yeah, so flaming balls. We've heard stories of people like <laughs> dropping coffins and yes. things, but balls of fire. That's it. And an unconscious monk an dragged An unconscious out. <laughs> monk and then some nutter coming in singing All You Need Is Love. Yeah. I love also that they just dragged, someone came, someone swept <laughs> it up and then they just dragged the monk out. <laughs> Um, I mean, in churches, there are is quite a lot of fire. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more yeah, often. A lot of candles. A lot of candles. Do you know, you know, at Christmas, do you know those Christingle things? It's like an... No. <laughs> if you've never heard of it, it does sound like the weirdest thing in the world. So it's an orange oh, yeah. with a candle sticking out the top oh, and then yeah. four cocktail sticks with sweets on oh. and then a red ribbon around it. Lovely. It's very weird. And then children hold them and they sing Away in a Manger. Right. And um, I remember one year when I was little, someone's hair set fire and everyone's, oh, we were singing Silent Night. And obviously everyone just continues singing. <laughs> Someone's in the corner patting their hair down. Screaming. Yeah. Have you ever had any fire incidents in the theatre? Oh, I tell you, this is a great fucking story. <laughs> and again, it's not my story, but my friend Tom always worried about well, we all worried about 
if you do a poo in a public place and it's a bit smelly. Mm. So the best thing is to always have a box of matches on you because then you can strike a match and the sulphur will get rid of the smell of the offending poo. Oh. So my friend Tom was doing a play and <laughs> and he went to the toilet. This is backstage before before doing the play. And he went to went to the loo and he needed a poo. So he, he had a poo and then he struck a match to get rid of the smell of the poo. But the match head sort of flew off <laughs> and hit against some asbestos that was mm. covering a pipe. It's obviously a very, very old toilet and it was covering this pipe. Anyway, it set, it set the toilet on fire <laughs> <laughs> and they had to call the fire brigade. <laughs> and the, the play was postponed and all, and all because Tom, <laughs> Tom had a poo. <laughs> It's just, oh, my God. It's one of my favourite stories. That's that's really funny. <laughs> Imagine the panic. Oh, because you'd done a poo. Oh, because you'd done a poo like five minutes before going on stage, the audience are in. The audience the, are in. The, the, the next thing. What was the cause of the fire? <laughs> this young man. Because I think he told them the truth of what went on because mm. he didn't want anybody to think he'd been smoking a cigarette. Yeah, fair which enough. Which is really out of order. You shouldn't be smoking backstage. You shouldn't be smoking yeah. in a public building. So he had yeah. to confess and be very honest and say it was to get rid of my <laughs> smelly poo smell. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, nor tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Right, we've got a few here from uh, different people on Twitter. Okay. Who've obviously listened to the podcast. Yeah. And ha have told us a little bit about what they want when they die. Good for them. Right, so starting off with Anne McClure. Hello, Anne. Hello, Anne. She says, I want my coffin, in brackets, covered in diamante. Oh! <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Lovely. Me dressed in sequins and bling, lashes and signature red lippy, they've been told. That is yes. fantastic. Isn't it? That's a very sort of strictly come dancing <laughs> yeah. type da, funeral. Da, 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 da. I mean, maybe that should be the music that's yeah, played, exactly. you know. But I love that. I love a sort of Del Monte covered coffin. Mm. That's fantastic. Because it'll really sparkle. Oh, it'll, like, oh, it'll just shimmer and glimmer. Yeah. In it comes, blinding your yes, loved yeah. ones. As you go by yeah. for your final goodbye. What's her name again? Her name was Anne McClure. Anne. And I think Anne should also be written out in Del Monte yes. studs, you know, on, yeah. on the side of the coffin. 
Yeah, you know, and, this, and the flowers should have, you know, you get the flowers with all the, um, you can get sort of like diamante studs put in flowers oh, and stuff. Oh, yes. They have it just all just, uh, oh, completely over the top with diamonds and sequins. Just Love really, it. really tacky. Just so unbelievably bling. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, we've got Karen M here. Hello, Karen. Hello. Who says, I want my coffin wheeled down the aisle by four young men who are topless, <laughs> apart from a white collar and a dicky bow. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on there? That She's been to see a bit of a, what's them strip Magic shows? Mike. Magic Mike. Yeah. I think she's uh, she's thought, oh, yes. Yeah. I'll have a bit of that yeah, yeah. on my dying day. It's, um, it's Paul Bearers in the Buff. How lovely. Because you know they do those butlers in the buff. Yes. Where they just wear the aprons and they're all... No yeah. Oh, wow. Well, hopefully she don't peg it in the winter months. <laughs> you know? Nice. That would be good for a summer funeral. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. She'll just have to make those arrangements. Whenever I die, we're doing this in the summer. Yes. I want no clothes. No Not clothes. Not everyone else come in clothes, but just... Oh, of course. <laughs> we don't want to see, you know, granddad in the buff. <laughs> Really? Um, no. Okay, we've got um, Beth here, also on Twitter. Hello, Beth. Who says, I want someone to dress as the Grim Reaper and go around tapping people on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely. Isn't it? Oh, that's very good. Because that would get a few laughs, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's just so inventive. And actually, do you know what? It would really freak people out because have you ever seen... That's where my memory's going to fail me. You know that theatre production that's been going for years? What, The Mouse Woman Trap? in Black. Oh, The Woman in Black. Oh, there we are. Have you seen Woman in Black? I don't think I have. Right, well, spoiler, but also when something's been going for like 20 years, it's oh, not yeah, really a spoiler. Oh, yeah, there's some spooky stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. This figure walks down the aisle. Yeah. And I saw it when I was about nine, uh -huh. eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. I shat myself. Now, honestly... <laughs> Were you wearing a cream suit? I, I was clever enough to not wear a cream suit, but I was absolutely terrified as this sort of dark figure comes down the aisle. And, yeah, I couldn't sleep that night, so... Amazing. Quite, should, you, should you have been brought to no, this play? No, <laughs> I thought it was, it was completely inappropriate. I, I, or, or I'm just a, a massive... No, no, I think I think uh, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have, not at nine. Yeah, bad judgment, um, Deborah Diamond. That's my mum. <laughs> there was a, a, a wonderful show called uh, Ghost Stories that was still going, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Is it? Is yeah. Andy Nyman and uh, Jeremy Dyson mm. show? And uh, oh, that was great. Mm. I went to that a couple of times. I brought my nephew. And I mean, he was—he jumped out of his seat so many times. It was, was he just nine? hilarious. No, no, he wasn't nine. He was about <laughs> fourteen at the time. There you go. And Real then quick. said afterwards, you know, "I thought I was going to have a heart attack," <laughs> <laughs> which is off. That's sort of his catchphrase. He's been saying that since he was about three. First time he said it to me was when he met my dog for the first time. And she jumped up at him and he went, oh, and he was only three. She's going to give me a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next time was when I took him on uh, the Thames uh, experience, you know, the Royal Lifeboats. And, uh, yeah. 
you can, you know, hire, get on this boat, not hire the boat, but you get on this boat, you pay a ticket, and it speeds down the Thames, you yeah, know, and yeah. they play uh, the James Bond theme yeah. and all that business. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And I was loving this, and I turned, and my nephew was about nine at the time. I mean, he was literally hanging off the seat, <laughs> and his little glasses were all sprayed with water. And I went, are you all right, Lou? And he went, I'm, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's written in. And he said, at my grandmother's funeral, the preacher said, you never know when God will call you. And at that exact moment, my mother's phone started ringing and she refused <laughs> to answer. <laughs> That's brilliant. Brilliant timing. I love that. Are you superstitious? Uh, I don't know. No, no. No. No, you've not got any like weird little things that you do well, or I, think. Yeah, I suppose I do, actually. I mean, I say no, but I think a lot of it is just sort of habit. Habit. Like if I spilt a bit of salt, I would chuck some over me left shoulder or right really? shoulder. Really? Is. is that the thing? What does it do? Well, I don't know, darling. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to sort of, I don't know, I suppose because salt was um, very precious. I mean, it's still a precious yeah. thing. But salt used to be a very precious thing. Mm. So spilling salt, that would be awful, you know. So I can understand why people thought that was bad luck. Right. So if you then sort of... Didn't Fern Brady tell us that it's... Oh, yeah. ...chucking salt in the eye of the devil on your shoulder or something? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the bad spirit. The bad spirit, yes. bad omen. That's so interesting. But if you've spilt the salt... Then you chuck some of your shoulder, then you're wasting more salt. No, no, you 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 get a bit of the spilt oh, salt. Oh, yes. I'm going to start doing that. Right, you will be spilling salt all over the place, <laughs> so you can give that a go. <laughs> um, one of the superstitions that I believe in, which is actually quite nice, is so if you're thinking about someone or you've just spoken about someone, and then mm. they ring you or text you or like they come into contact with you, it means they're going to live a really long life. Oh, and that happens quite a lot. So like I'll be talking to my, to my mum about my grandma, and then she'll call, and it's just so nice because it's like oh she's going to live a long life. Oh, that's so very sweet. I like those sort of superstitions. I I I, do, I still do the old touch wood. Yeah, I, three I times. Yeah, and I well I don't do it three times. Oh. I just do touch wood. Touch wood. But I I have no clue why. <laughs> I've never, I've never got to the bottom of the old touching, touching wood. wood. I wonder where that originates from. Then, like, I wonder where the wood came from. Because mm. I do that. I'm always like touch wood three times with both hands. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> so it's now three times and both fucking hands. Yeah. Sounds like a bit of a palaver to me. <laughs> Goddess Naya. I get really frustrated when my housemates do it like six times. What? Or like loads of times, or just like touch wood loads of times, and I'm like. You that is just not how it goes, but yeah. everyone's a bit different, aren't they? I suppose. <laughs> Gee whiz, I'm so glad I'm old enough now not to have to live with fucking weird people. <laughs> Knocking on bits of wood all over the place. OK, this is another a little funny one from Hayley, and it says, Hi, at my uncle's funeral, funeral recently, I stood up to do a reading with my sister and started with, Hello, I'm Emma. <laughs> My name is Hayley. My sister is Emma. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Hello, I'm Emma. 
<laughs> My name is Hayley. <laughs> let me let me start again. <laughs> I mean, God love her. That's that's a real case of the nerves there, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Not even saying your own name. <laughs> you're thinking it over, you're thinking it over. <laughs> Reminded me of a story my friend told me about um her her friend uh, hadn't done her homework at school. And she was having a panic because she was going to get in trouble over not having done the homework. So, oh, can I just can I just copy your homework? And it was French homework. Mm. And um, the, the girl who hadn't uh, remember, remembered to do her homework was Sarah, and she wrote down Je m'appelle Lauren Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, handed it in. <laughs> amazing, thick as pig shit. Yeah, just like fucking hell. <laughs> The teacher must have just looked at it, thought, wow, okay. <laughs> I've got some teaching to do here. Yeah, it's yeah. minus zero. Yeah, one. yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's from Lorraine Lorty, and she says, A skunk fell into my grandfather's grave. What? <laughs> they were just pulling it out as we arrived. We got to stand away back, but as the minister had to be right at the graveside, Grandpa had had problems with skunks under his house for quite some time before he passed, so it seemed quite fitting. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh, well, he must have been buried on his own property then. Maybe. Yeah, because, you know, what did the skunks do? They, they were under the ass and then they're like, oh, he's getting buried. Let's quickly go to where he well, is. Well, maybe and... they were under the house, not for the house, but for him. Maybe right, he had yes. some sort of odour that they liked. Yes. And then when he died, they just followed it. Amazing. And jumped into the, into the, gra- into the grave. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen a skunk in the wild. I haven't seen a skunk. No. I saw a badger for the first time this year and it was, oh. it was dead. Oh, no. Hold your mind, Mark. I know, isn't that horrible? Well, well, look at us. <laughs> That's what we're here talking about. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, poor dead badger. <laughs> I know, but like you say on the Diane Morgan episode, yes. de- dead animals are far sadder. Yes. Killed animals, you yeah. find sadder. Yeah. Oh, poor little Barry Badger. Thinking of roadkill. Yeah. If you saw a half-dead badger... Oh, God. You know, it's probably the kindest thing is to kill it. Yes. Would you be able to? I, well, and if so, how? See, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be able to. I used to be... Uh, I've got a lot more squeamish in my older years. Mm-hmm. I think if you'd have asked me 10 years ago, I'd have gone, yeah, just whack it with a spade. Get get it out of its misery. No questions asked. But I don't think I'd be able to do it now. You get... Uh, well, I personally have really softened and got a bit more sensitive mm. Um, but would you be able to just leave it there half dead? Oh, God. No, I wouldn't be able to do that. Rock well, hopefully I'm not on my own. So whoever I'm with, I told them to kill it. Yeah. Just get them or phone the police. Also also a good option. A very responsible option, actually. Yes. <laughs> Hello, I need a policeman. There's a half dead badger. <laughs> it needs putting out of its misery. Lovely. Who, if you, what animal, if you could, you know, if you were in a Disney film and you had some animals following you, what would you like to follow you into your grave? Oh, well, I do, I do love elephants. An elephant in there. And I love a walrus, as as we've discovered. Um, You didn't before. I didn't before. I thought I hated walruses, (laughs) but then I saw this documentary and I just thought they're fucking brilliant. I'm quite like a walrus myself. So, yeah, but elephants are sort of amazing beasts. Mm. Um, maybe a baby elephant then that would yeah. fit in there with me. And they're vegetarians as well. They're vegetarians 
and they're not growing tusks anymore. Evolution. What? It's because um, because they've evolved understanding that their tusks were a danger to them because of humans shooting them for it. So now there are elephants being born without their tusks. How Genius. Do, how do you know this? Somebody told me it. Somebody told me the. Who told me it the other day? Do you know what? Was it Roisin Connery? <laughs> It might have been Roisin Connery, because after we recorded our podcast, we went back to mine for fish and chips. How wonderful. Well, if you enjoyed that, there's plenty more on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under. Head to where there's a will, there's a wait.com for more details and how to subscribe. And thank you, as ever, for sending in your wonderful death anecdotes. We truly love receiving them. We want more, please. Email us at deathatsomethingelse.com with yours. We'll be back with a whole load more funny fuckers to talk all things death, wills and wakes on Tuesday the 16th of May. Goodbye for now. <laughs>